The Eye on Liverpool is a podcast for the public and the patrons of the St Paul's Eye Research Foundation. The podcast provides an opportunity to discuss topics in ophthalmology as provided at St Paul's Eye Unit and Eye Research performed at the Department of Ophthalmology and Vision Science in the University of Liverpool. Today I'm speaking with Teresa Sandina, a consultant obituary retinal surgeon at the St Paul's Eye Department at the Royal Liverpool University Hospitals Foundation Trust and an honorary senior lecturer at Liverpool University. I'm also joined by Tom Southern, the Director of Fundraising at the St Paul's Eye Research Foundation. Thank you both for joining me today to talk about all the work that you've done involving the Foundation. Before we talk a lot about the Foundation and its role, could I just ask you to tell the listeners a bit about yourselves? And maybe starting with you, Teresa. Yes, thank you, Sunil, for the opportunity to tell you about the foundation. So I came to Liverpool from Sunderland where I was a consultant and I've always been interested in research and how uh, foundations and other uh, non-profitable organizations could support clinicians and researchers uh, with their um, projects, uh, particularly pump priming. So there was this opportunity that was um, given to uh, colleagues, clinicians at St Paul's to be part of the foundation. And so that's how I started. And that made me uh, realize uh, the work uh, that has been done. Uh, Tom will give you uh, a bit more of a history uh, because he's been working with the foundation for many years, uh, 25 years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I think it's important that clinicians um, researchers, we diversify uh, our roles uh, uh, in our jobs and for me um, I'm definitely uh, stimulated by different roles, by uh, stimulating, working with colleagues um, and uh, bring more people to the table. So that's how I got involved with the Foundation. And Tom, how about yourself? Thank you for having me, Sunil. Um, it's great to be here. Um, so I got involved with fundraising back in 1996 at the Royal Liverpool University Hospital and I was part of a fundraising team that went on to create the, what is now the Linda McCartney Centre. Then in 2000 I moved from the Royal to join Macmillan Cancer Support where I did a £1 million uh, cancer centre redevelopment in Halton Hospital in Cheshire and then did a few specialist posts in the Wirral before returning back to um, the, the Royal Liverpool University Hospital in 2005 to take up the reign as Director of Fundraising for the Trust, which also included the Foundation for the Prevention of Blindness, as it was then, which has now changed its name to St Paul's Eye Research Foundation. So I've been involved with fundraising for many years. I absolutely love the job. I get to work with some tremendous people like Teresa and um, I get to bask in the brilliance of their work. So I've, well, it's true. So I'm very fortunate in my role and I get to work with many people and see the wonderful work that goes on both in research, but also how patients and their families get involved supporting the foundation and the work it does. So Tom, that's, that's incredible. Could you tell us a bit more about the foundation, the history of the foundation? Yeah, so I think it's probably best to go a little bit further back and mention that St Paul's Eye Hospital was established in 1871 and it was established by a gentleman called George Edward Walker 
who, after training in Moorfields, returned to the northwest and realised that we needed a hospital located in the poorest parts of Liverpool uh, to treat the poor. And so from our humble beginnings of two rooms being hired in number six, St. Paul's Square, we've now grown to become what I think is regarded as an international centre of excellence for the treatment and research of eye disease. And so if we focus on the research bit, I think St. Paul's has sort of kept the pace with research developments and treatments over the years. But a game changer for us was the formation, the establishment of the the Foundation for the Prevention of Blindness in 1992, which created an academic unit in Liverpool, and this was Liverpool's first, and it enabled us to so really, um, it, it enabled us really to create a major expansion of research activity in the city. So Tom, what are the aims of the Foundation? Well, I think the Foundation's success has been underpinned by its ability to develop or pump prime uh, new research initiatives, um, which ultimately, I suppose, leads to successful clinical treatment. And, I, and the reason why I say that's a success is that as an internationally recognised centre of excellence for the treatments and research, we've managed to attract um, a wealth of knowledge and expertise from around the world and attracted them to come and work in Liverpool. And with their knowledge and expertise come novel ideas. And all too often, they are not novel ideas. And it's very difficult to get, if you like, research applications in without proving the theory. And this is where the foundation has been very successful. I always describe it as it's like putting fuel in the plane and allowing the plane to take off. And then once it's up in the air, it, it takes care of itself. And to give you two examples of, um, of successful research initiatives that we funded. Um, one, as I said, was the creation of academic units in Liverpool, and that was called, now called the Department of Eye and Vision Science at the University of Liverpool. And the second, I would say, a huge major change, game changer for us, was the uh, fundraising and the successful opening of the £1.9 million state-of-the-art clinical eye research centre based at the Royal Liverpool University Hospital. You've mentioned some really interesting points there about the, the research that the foundation helps to support. Could you maybe give us some specific examples of projects or research or output uh, that's had a real clinical impact and that the foundation has helped to support? Uh, yes, Sunil. So uh, obviously, um, as Tom explained, uh, there have been uh, various um, projects and the uh, current uh, professor and director of the Institute of Eye Vision Science, uh, she's a world uh, leader in biomaterials uh, and has been working with ophthalmology and applying the use of uh, development of biomaterials to uh, help uh, and prevent blindness. And uh, she was uh, funded uh, initially by the foundation. Um, and that has been uh, the case with other uh, senior lectures uh, in various uh, fields. Now, going forward, uh, the research progress uh, in the foundation has been underpinned by strategic, strategic reviews 
which have provided clear direction and target investment. So um, that is part of the fundraising strategy. And in 2021, I was part of writing uh, a new review, uh, a, a new research strategy that was published, as I said, in 2021. And um, from there, uh, the previous chair, Professor Simon Harding, that should be mentioned here, because he was really the visionary uh, of creating this foundation and was the chair for many years. And uh, I was honored to be asked um, to work with the foundation um, and um, take it um, to the new appeal and make the new appeal work. So. Uh, this new appeal and review uh, identified key research and clinical areas uh, in consultation with colleagues, um, researchers and clinicians um, to identify uh, which areas uh, colleagues wanted uh, to invest uh, on and thought uh, it would have the, the greatest impact. Um, and so we've identified five areas. Uh, I'll mention two that have uh, been supported recently um, through a um, comprehensive uh, process in terms of uh, uh, how we uh, uh, provide how the foundation provides the, the, the funding. So one has been data platform and biobank. So it's a new core facility providing research, standard big data and collected tissues uh, for current and planned research and clinical care. Another area that was identified as important to invest on um, was vision and the patient experience. And this is a, a new focus uh, on what the patients with eye diseases experience, um, how we measure uh, treatment outcomes, and in this way, uh, how treatment uh, can be um, linked with better quality of life. So we need to measure better uh, what we are um, uh, treating and operations we're doing. So these are two uh, main areas, uh, as I said, that have been um, supported by the foundation. I think it's also worth mentioning that the uh, biobank has been supported um, considerably over the last 10 years and it's seen it grow to a successful level that it's working at now. Um, uh, yeah. I'll couldn't, probably, as I was pushed, it's probably in the region near enough a million pound that's been supported by. And the, um, the data bank, uh, the data platform, uh, we've recently just injected um, 295,000 pound in its initial development of that particular research. And obviously, as it continues to grow, then we will continue supporting it to its successful outcome. And of course, none of this would actually be able to take place without the generosity of our supporters, our patients and their family and friends. So I've got to say a big thank you to them. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Absolutely. 
Yeah, because the biobank uh, has been a development from the previous iBank, um, and it will uh, support further research in the future. Um, because as you said, Tom, um, you need to um, have the fuel to allow the, I like that image, the plane to take off so that then it can fly. And, um, but without the initial fuel, uh, it's very difficult to uh, take yeah, the project off the ground. Uh, Theresa, absolutely. And I think, you know, so just before you became chair, we carried out a study to see, um, you know, how, uh, what's the return of investment for our, um, our grants? And what we showed for, for every one pound that was invested by the foundation, the university and the hospital was able to generate a further four pound for the research that was supported. So it's a win-win, really. And also puts Liverpool on the medical map of the world when it comes to ophthalmic research and treatment. Theresa, you mentioned about the biobank there. Could you tell us a bit more about the biobank? Yeah, so as I said, um, we, uh, Liverpool, uh, the foundation has supported the uh, iBank uh, that was uh, initially, or uh, it has been from... Um, dead donors uh, material and moving on from that um, we um, uh, we want in samples and in collaboration with university uh, to include all colleagues from different subspecialities um, to provide different uh, various samples from the eye that uh, otherwise uh, would go uh, to waste, to be uh, stored uh, at university, um, having gone through a very uh, precise ethical approval. Everything has been through regulation. And uh, as I said, now going forward, there is a strong need to do research in various aspects of the eye that we are not yet uh, uh, knowledgeable about. So having these uh, samples provided by our patients, uh, and I have to say, so far, patients are very happy to participate. So having that uh, resource, uh, it's uh, fantastic, uh, because if you want to have to do a study and uh, if you have an idea and you go to the, uh, uh, the, the grant holder and the grant holder will ask the researcher, so uh, do you have any uh, samples? Um, you need X number of samples and if we do not have that, then it's very difficult to actually uh, take the project off the ground. So uh, having this um, resource uh, uh, from the uh, basic uh, uh, science point of view that can be then correlated with the phenotype. And when I say phenotype for the listeners uh, who are uh, not um, familiar with these terms, I would say we need to correlate the basic science, the cells, 
what we see with what we see in the clinic, the images, and that's what uh, will uh, give us the full picture. So thank you for asking about that. Oh, that's amazing and really interesting. What is your vision for the foundation in the future, say the next five, ten years? As Therese has already mentioned, um, basically the, um, the, the success of the foundation has always been underpinned by strategic review. So um, that strategic review is called the future of ophthalmology and vision science in Liverpool, looking forward to 2030. So we've, we, we, we created that strategy as a result, um, because Jordan, as, as for all charities up and down the country, fundraising all but stopped during the pandemic, which was a shame for us because it was our 150th anniversary. And I always remember asking infectious disease in the March when we went into lockdown, do you think it'd be lifted by September? And obviously we know what was around the corner, but we took that opportunity to create our strategic um, review and so we're very clear that these five areas that we're investing in is it, 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 we're investing in, in them because we all agreed, all the academics and all the clinicians and in other trusts as well, agreed that Liverpool was best placed to be driving forward um, ophthalmic and vision science in these particular areas. So I think for us, the future's looking very bright. We're very confident. Um, you know, things might change. This is the, the joy of research, isn't it? You know, we have an idea, we, we, we set off on that road, but not always getting to the destination that we thought we would have been in. But the great thing about the foundation is we're very flexible, we're very supportive. We have a, um, a, a sort of reputation to deliver what we set out to do. And so, you know, I think the future for us is a very exciting one, and it's just because we're building on previous successes and the wealth of expertise and knowledge that we've got in the city. It's uh, useful to mention the five key areas that we haven't mentioned yet. So uh, in out of this review that I mentioned with the team of our senior clinicians and scientists, five key areas for growth in research and clinical care were identified. So one was the data platform and biobank, and the listeners are aware of the data, big data. So that's where um, uh, we, uh, we want to invest, one. Secondly, we need to hear patients' voice, and more and more for uh, clinical trials, for new research, patients uh, need to be more involved. They've been involved, uh, uh, but they, we need to uh, continue that journey uh, and as I said, uh, to look at uh, outcomes, what are the important outcomes in various diseases and how we measure that. The third, um, uh, third area is omics, omics, genetics, uh, all to do with the genes uh, that really make us what we are. And genes is a, just a very general word because it's more complex than that. It's also novel technology, um, and the foundation wants to invest on that. So uh, there, there is a, a rapid development of materials and devices and computer science to transform diagnosis and treatment. And finally, 
uh, inflammation and degeneration. We've got uh, a strong background here uh, in research being done in inflammation, degeneration. Um, and these are two uh, important pathways that will lead to new treatments in many eye diseases because, uh, as you know, Sunil, uh, you being an ophthalmologist, um, uh, you know, inflammation and degeneration are the basis of many, many diseases uh, in the eye and in the body. So I just would like to finish to say uh, my vision, um, as long as I'll be the chair of the foundation, for my time as the chair, uh, I want to uh, bring people to work together. And uh, as chair, I've tried and I want to reach out to new uh, consultants, colleagues, to make the foundation, the work of the foundation more, even more visible. And I have to thank you for this podcast because that's part of this strategy. Um, and that's, um, that's where we are. Hope, hope it's useful. So, Teresa, Tom, just a final question really now, and that is, what would you say to any listeners who want to support or help the Foundation in any way? I'd like to answer that question. So the five areas that Teresa have mentioned, they, all five areas is going to require uh, £3.4 million. So it's a bold ask. However, when we take into account that every six minutes somebody's, somebody's told they're going blind and that currently there are 2.5 million people living in the UK with the sight loss and that figure is expected to go to grow to about 3.5 million of them right by 2050. So it clearly we need to take action now and we encourage everyone to get involved because together we can do this. Liverpool has got a rich history of people getting involved, getting behind St Paul's, taking part in research activity. And the reason for that is because in Liverpool, there's a sense among the community that St Paul's belongs to them. And the answer to that is, it's absolutely, it does. We're just the custodians on, on this long and colourful uh, journey. But they can get involved because if they did, they could we can make so much difference to helping people with sight loss and there's a number of ways that you can get involved from making a donation they could leave a gift in their will which a lot of people do for us because they're so grateful for the support we've given them they can organize a fundraising event for instance or even encourage their company to take us on as their charity of the year and if they're not too sure how to get involved then pick up the phone give us a call on 0151 706-4291 and we'd be more than happy to have a chat about the ways that you can support because you know people don't want to support but don't know how to and we're more than happy to have that conversation thanks tom uh, well tom Teresa, thank you so much for joining me today i've really enjoyed talking with you and loved learning so much more about the foundation thank you for having us sunil it's very kind of you so Neil, I would like to thank all my colleagues in the foundation that uh, obviously I can't name because of shortage uh, of time, but the foundation is the work of a team. Um, and so thank you very much. And do please, to all the listeners, do please get in touch 
with us and if you have any idea how we can work with you uh, to support you, please let us know. Thank you.